You're listening to the Glass City Church Podcast. It was a cold and rainy October night. My head was swirling with questions. <laughs> that smoothie doesn't quite make the swirling <laughs> the noise. Smoothie that... doesn't oh, make you know what? Swirl. Hold on. Here we go. There we go. <laughs> and I was a I was a junior in college. <laughs> I was a junior in college. He's turning red, folks. Um and I had just uh started a biblical criticism course at the University of Toledo. I don't know how you would build biblical criticism. See you at the game. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there thank you. Um Started uh, taking this course at the University of Toledo and uh, was really starting to um, come into heavy, heavy contact with Reformed theology, a lot of people and um, places and sermons and podcasts. and I was going to say things, um, like people and places and things. Yes. Yeah. Um, were it, it seemed like Reformed theology for me was everywhere. And um, so on this particular night um i had a bunch of questions i i wanted to to land in the reformed camp um however i couldn't look out below landing in the camp thud yeah uh couldn't quite get there and i didn't know what to do with the questions that i had of of god's sovereignty and god's goodness and uh man's sin and all these other questions that i had and it wasn't until um on this particular night uh it was a friday actually in october that uh actually jeff you and i had went to Ernest brew works which is right across from from the church no this um, is october 2017 i think so yeah it's so a two october yeah because it's um, july what is it july 8th let's see here july yeah, 8th almost july three 8th? octobers ago okay or two i don't know whatever man's not my strong suit I remember sitting and just kind of like head is like a like a smoothie and yeah get the smoothie mm. there we go and just didn't really know what to do with my questions didn't know what to do so I just kind of laid it all out on the table for you and you told me to I don't know why I had my Bible but I did because uh, you're a Christian I know um, I turned my Bible open to John six which is where you told me to go and uh it just so happens that this is the uh the the chapter of the sermon that you were preaching on this weekend uh and you told me to to flip up my bible to a couple different places in John 6 uh, uh John 6:37 which is all that the father gives me will come to me and whoever comes to me I will never cast out and you told me to even go down further uh in and read John 6:47 or no, 44. six forty four. Sorry, and uh, Jesus is talking about uh, no one can uh, no one can come to the Father unless he is, or no one can come to him unless the Father draws him. And at that moment in my life, it kind of clicked. Everything kind of, and I, I even find myself defending a theology in that biblical criticism course uh, that I didn't necessarily necessarily believe in or say I wanted to believe in. I wouldn't put, call myself a Calvinist or being in uh, uh, a reformed mind. Um, 
but after that that meeting i everything kind of clicked sure um and so we're we're hanging out in john 6 and we are um really your your sermon on sunday was talking about intimacy um intimacy with christ right and jeff what's what's our deal with intimacy we suck at both with each other and with god yeah it's pride pride is at the root of most all sins uh in general and especially in our um our fear of um intimacy in particular uh because there's risk involved and we don't like risk Mm -hmm. um we say some of us i mean like depending on your personality like my personality lends itself to risk actually way better than um other people in my life um which makes me wonder maybe if that's part of why they are in my life is because i'm i'm able to tolerate um a higher a higher threshold of risk um but anytime we're vulnerable anytime we're intimate uh because intimacy requires vulnerability because it's literally i mean it's closeness yeah and, and and so um the closer you get to somebody the closer you know them the 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 deeper you uh, go with them um, the more the more risk there is because they may actually find out who you really are and may or may not accept that may or may not want to continue um, that's why you know I mean gosh pe- people who who um, you know get married like you know they get they meet someone and a week later they're married and then you know it's like oh my gosh I didn't even really know who, know who you were I mean I proposed to my wife eight months after I met her and um, I mean we've been married for it'll be 13 years in August uh, but I didn't know who she was, and she didn't really know who I was. You know, yeah. I mean, we knew we knew things about each other, but even now, I mean, I'm, I know there's still more I'm going to learn about her, and, and more that she's going to learn about me because, like, just intimacy is just is is scary because it's like yeah. this. I'm letting you in to who I am and and what I struggle with, and 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 when I sin against you, you know, we there's a reason that 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 the people that we love, we get the we get the most. Uh, the highest volume, the loudest. Mean with? Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's it's way easier to be to be terrible to somebody that you're that you love, um, as opposed to just a rant. I mean, some some people are just jerks, and you know you 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 do something they don't like while you're driving. And then there was one time I was driving with my girls. We were going on an ice cream date, and there was this l- <laughs> there was this lady in front of me, and uh, and she was just. I mean, she had not found the accelerator. You know, she was just just crawling down this 45 mile an hour road and I had my sunroof open and I, I I don't know if you know this I've got a pretty loud voice like my voice yeah. just carries which works out great for preaching um bad for and singing and all that but not cars. not yeah not not great for when you're like are you serious like that's all I mean I, I try I try to keep it PG when I'm with with at all times but especially when my kids are in the car I was like, are you serious? And literally, I mean, out of her sunroof rises her hand with, I'm not going to tell you which finger, but one finger um, extended, um, you know, to, to the to the sky. And um, so anyways, I mean, I would, I, I don't know that I could ever flip somebody off uh, that I, you know, that I, as I'm driving, that's just not, I'm not saying that I'm better than anyone, but that's just something I don't, doesn't really work for me. Um, and yet, you know, before I even came over here today, um, I came home and like our dishwasher wasn't working. We just gotten it like around Christmas time. And, you know, and I was just like, what in the, what, why? Like, just kind of like just very blunt. 
and and uh, my wife was like, "Are you mad at me for the dishwasher network?" I'm like, "Oh, honey, I'm not mad at you at all. Like, I'm just frustrated that owning a home is such a pain." And um, yeah, to give you some context, the first thing you said to me was, "Never buy a home." Yeah, I did say that when you walked in uh, to the studio. This is the studio right yeah, now because we've got microphones set up. It's a it's a transitional space. It's uh, surely not tonight. And uh, I said that a few times actually as well. Because it's easier to be real with people who know us, but it's hard to let people know us. Yeah. And so, and and there's risk in that. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's why. And, and here, here's the funky thing, though, is that we, we would say we know that God knows all. You know, he's omniscient. He has knitted us together in our mother's womb. He, he knows every hair on our head. He knows every thought of our brain. He knows every, every intention. You know, not, yeah, not even just the things we do, but the intentions mm-hmm. behind the things we do. Uh, and yet we try to hide from him. Yeah, just like Adam and Eve, they eat the they eat the apple, they figure out they're naked, and then they try to sew leaves together. Yeah, and 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 God comes into the garden and 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 he's like, Adam, where are you? And and Adam's like, oh, like they're trying to hide from him. Yeah. Like it's completely nonsensical. It's completely counterintuitive. We know that God knows every thought we've had today. Hmm. Not just the words we've said, not just the actions, but even the thoughts behind those and the motives and the and the um, frustrations and all of those things. And yet it's like we we try we, we fool ourselves into thinking that that we can hide from him and that we don't have to tell him everything or that or that he doesn't know everything, which, again, there's no risk involved if you're if you're in if you're in if you're in Christ, you know, like like your sin has been has been paid for past, present, future. And that's not giving us license to sin more, but it is like, hey, God already knows these things, and He already knew these things when He sent His Son on uh, to go to the cross to die. Yeah, that's why we were forgiven because we have these things that mm-hmm. He already knows about. You know, no fu- yeah. no. When Jesus died on the cross, every sin that we would ever commit was a future sin from that day. Yeah, and so it's kind of goofy. Yeah, I mean, but it gives us the green light. I mean, we talked about this last podcast, but it gives us the green light to be open and to be honest and take the weight off of ourselves trying to measure up and to be honest about where we're at. Yeah. Um, and so when I was, when I was thinking about these questions, I was really thinking about, and the reason why I went to that, that, that time in Ernest Brewer, not, not that because it was just a, um, between, um, let me backtrack, not to say, um, that, Oh, look, we were in John six. And that one time we hung out, we were in John six, but that became a, 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 I don't know if I want to say catalyst or a a defining moment of your and I's uh, mentor mentee, sure. if you will relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Because after that, we I mean, every once in a while, we'd hang out more and we'd hang out more and um and so that required intimacy and that required uh, vulnerability and um and so not only did I did I bring that up because it. it ties in very nicely to what we're talking about today. Sure. Um, but also it, it covered the the topic from the Sunday service. Well, and, and we even think back, think back over, over the, you know, so that was October of 17. Yeah. So October of 18 was one year and now we're, we're seven months into 19. We're almost, I mean, we'll be creeping up on, on October before we know it. Yeah. And like, if you think about it, I mean, is there anything that you've, think about it this way. So I mean, actually, I think it was 2016. 2016. I believe it was 2016. No. No, I don't think so. Because 2017, I was a. Uh, never mind. It's 2017. Yeah, it's 2017. Because right. that's when we started kind of meeting every week, right? And I was a. Uh, I was a junior in 2017. I graduated in 2018. You graduated in 2018. Then I went to your your graduation party. 
Yeah, you did. Where I took pictures of your old school school pictures. Yeah. Uh, on my phone, and I show them to people sometimes. No, I've, I, I. Thanks. Yeah, no, they're they're really fun. I like them. They're they're it's, it's I mean I'm gonna use them someday for something. The one with but, me in the boombox and the Run DMC getup. Uh, that one. I don't know if I got a picture of that one, but there were a couple of school photos. I have extra ones if you'd like. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> but no, all that to say, you're taking us down a rabbit hole here. But all that to say, I mean, think think about how honest and real our conversations are. Yeah. Like you come, you came in and I was like, I'm having a crap day. Yeah, you know, I'm frustrated. I'm I I'm listening to NF who he's yeah, always angry. He's, yeah, he's always literally, angry you told me, something. have you heard the new NF? And I'm like, oh, what is he angry about now? Yeah, I mean, and but it's it's good music for like because there's you know the language is 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 not a, you know profane. Yeah. Uh, and, and, but but I mean, really, he just truly processes his emotions out loud. That's the only kind of like relationship that that's worth having anymore. Like I don't I don't do surfacey. You know, I'd rather not be around people than have to be fake around them. Yeah. Like that's just not because because I don't want somebody and I, because I spent so so many years, you know, just filtering everything. And I'm not saying you say everything that comes into your brain, but I am saying uh, Christians do everyone a disservice when when we just act like happy clappy. You know. Now the other side of that coin, though, is you also don't just walk around like Eeyore all the time. I mean, I've. <laughs> You know, I, I've I have um, told people before. I'm like, hey, I'm just going to start calling you Eeyore if all you do is complain, and, and either they leave the church or they actually start like being grateful for things. But um, yeah, man, I mean, there's there's just no point in having um, just surfacey relationships with people that you've known for more than a little while. I I just don't see a lot of a lot of purpose or or benefit to that, and so. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and same with you. I mean, to your credit, you know, you, you'll come in here and you'll be like, oh my gosh, this is, I'm freaking out about this, or this is something I'm, you know, worried about, or this went really bad, or someone was really, you know, crap to me or something like that. And like, dude, what? Okay, let's talk about that and let's put it in perspective. And, and, and then, uh, yeah, so um, that's just, that's just the flavor of what I think the Bible calls us to be with, with God first and then with each other. Yeah, Absolutely. And as we're kind of on this topic of intimacy and, and vulnerability, um, you actually posed a question in your sermon. You got some uh, you got some pretty notable uh, responses back. Uh, no big deal, right? Yeah, I did. It was, um, it, was, it was really cool. I'm really glad that worked out. Um, and so your, your question that you asked was um, uh, really actually remind me of the question itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so you the nature of the question, why you asked it, the context. So the nature of the question was, you know, um, bottom line, you know, how do we how do we define intimacy with God? But but even even beyond that, how do we assess, how do we take inventory of how intimate our relationship with God is? Yeah. Because like that's not just something you can you can like, you know, oh well we we get three of these, two of these, and one of these together and then it, it becomes this. It's like, no, you get you have to actually it's a it's a dynamic thing. Like it is it is not not on him. He is don't worry about it. Um he is always consistent he's always you know uh faithful he's all those things and it's like so so we're the we're the variable we're the ones who we we either move away from god or more move toward god um and when we feel far from god it's because we moved yeah and so the question was and, and it's it's hard to it's that's a very abstract thing I've, I've found as i've tried to think about it and quantify it and so i thought you know what's the most intimate relationship that i have and that is with uh, my wife, um, who we've been married for almost 13 years together for almost 15. Um, and, and it was like, well, how would somebody know 
if I love her or how much I love her, the level of love that I have for her, the level of intimacy that we have in our, in our marriage. And this isn't talking about like, you know, marital, you know, fun. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to, yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's much more than that. I mean, yeah, that's definitely, you know, some, uh, a component there, but, but no Absolutely. one knows that. And, yeah. and, um, and so it's like, you know, what, what kind of questions would you ask me to, to figure out how, how my level of intimacy and love for my wife? And so I started writing things down. You know, I started writing down answers that I came up with. And then I was like, you know what? I want to I want to ask my pastor friends. And so, like, I uh, got a buddy out in New York City named Nick. I texted him. Um, another guy uh, in the Columbus area texted him. Um, my buddy Scott, um, he, uh, he works for a Bible software company. And I uh, texted him. And then uh, I actually saw on his Facebook page that uh, Mark Driscoll, he was hanging out with Mark and, and their family. Like his family, Scott's family and Mark's family were doing Fourth of July together. And like Mark stole his phone and took some selfies on it and stuff like that. And so I was like, hey, you know, if you're near Mark, ask him too. And um, we were trying to actually get a video together because that would have just been fun. It would, you know, it would, it, yeah. And so uh, that didn't work out. But um, we, uh, they, so they texted me back their answers. And like it was so cool because like, they hadn't. And I, then I sent them my answers. I just screenshotted my my Google Doc, and, and and sent that to them. Oh my gosh, I hadn't thought about that. That's cool. And I was like, Yeah, I haven't thought about these, and that's cool. And like, yeah. so even that, and these these men who have been married, you know, I love Scott's marriage with his wife Michelle. I mean, I've stayed at their house. I've you know spent spent time with them over the years, and like they're just brutally honest with me about you know his his wife and his daughter had a blog called uh, oh I can't remember the name of it now, but. Um, it was like them writing kind of in tandem, um, her being, uh, Michelle being married for what, like 25, 30 years. And then, uh, her daughter had, having been a newlywed and then, then a new mom and like all of these things. And so, um, but that the, the goal of it was like, how do we try to understand and assess our level of intimacy with God? And, and I think a lot at least because, because the variable comes from our end, we can look at it through through similar uh, parameters as our intimacy with other people because we're not the point I made yesterday was we're not different with God than we are with people yeah like you're not two different people if you are it's called multiple personality disorder and then you need you need to watch the you know there was this movie we watched in psychology courses in in, in college about a, a girl who had multiple personalities and like that's just kind of freaky oh yeah and, and, and so we uh, I think it's called Sybil or something and it was just really disturbing honestly and so um, that was my my the goal of what I was talking about was how do we how do we look at our 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 intimacy with God? How do we understand where it is, where it needs to be worked on, where it's really good? Um, and the way we do that is by just understanding our own intimacy with other people. Because I don't, I don't know that you can be more intimate with God than you can with people. Yeah. Like, I just don't, I think that's wishful thinking at best because that's our tendencies play, it's play themselves out in both arenas. So hmm. sorry, my Tamagotchi's going off over here. Oh, he went to the bathroom. Got to clean him up. There we go. He's happy now. I hate that you have that. I, you know what? I have two daughters and a wife, and they all got one. And I was actually a little salty that they didn't get me one. So I was like, "Where's mine?" So they took me to Target and got me one. And so now it's just been bugging the heck out of me for about two weeks now. And he actually died once already. So because <laughs> I keep leaving him places. Yeah, but his name's Tommy. He's a Tamagotchi. <laughs> okay. He's special. All right. Anyways, hey man, I'm just being I'm being real and vulnerable being, with you. You're being really vulnerable. Yep, I'm a 40 year old dork. <clears throat> well, um, so the the question that 
so what was your actual answer to the question? What do you mean? Um, so the question about, uh, you talked about your wife. Um, and did you actually cover your, your answer? About how, how our, how our marriage is like our intimacy, all that. Is that, yeah. what, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. I mean, it's just like anything else, any other relationship. I mean, there, there are areas where I was like, just to be perfectly honest, I'd write the question and be like, I wrote that question because I'm, I'm nailing it. Yeah. I can answer that question like a stud, you know? And then, and then the other, the other questions were like, just kind of came up where I started identifying areas where I, where I'm not doing that great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, Scott's, Scott's question, I mean, it was the best one. Um, in my opinion, it was, it was, uh, how quickly do you offer grace, uh, after, you know, after something happens, you know, how quick are you to forgive? I mean, that was, it's like, oh my good. I mean, it was better. It was in the, he and Mark were talking about it apparently. And it, Scott's like, yeah, my answer was better than Mark's answer. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to agree with you. Cause Mark's answer was like something like, you know, if your if your daughter's husband treated her like you treat your wife, would you like him? You yeah. know, which is good. I mean, it's that's good that's, perspective. I got yeah. two daughters that definitely resonates with me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Scott's, Scott's thing was like the first one to the cross wins. And I was like, what does that mean? And he's like the first one who dies to themselves. And I'm like, oh man, like now he's like, he's just not pulling any punches at all. That dude, I mean, he's, he's, I'm lucky to have him in my life. I'll just put it that way. He's one of those dudes that I can talk to about anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, so okay. Well, hold on. Let me let me flip it over. Since since I like put you on the spot and yeah, you know, keep keeping you on your on your. So you're not married. I'm not. So how would a how would a non married guy come up with a way to kind of quantify, uh, you know, to to start to understand a a, a framework by which to, um, um, kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Assess. I keep saying assess, and that's that's not the word I really want. Um, but but to 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 understand your you know how how you uh, how your your intimacy with God like how that kind of what that looks like yeah no um, there's definitely well relationships around me are a good uh, mile marker um, in that regard and I think even with even. Scott's answer even there and obviously in a different context because I'm not married um, but how how uh, quick are you to forgive other people at work you know who are who have wronged you or how quick are you to forgive um, maybe a hurtful thing that was said by a dear friend um, I, I think that 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 is a good mile marker in any context sure. of whether you're not, you are truly having intimate time with the Lord. Um, there was a, a pastor that said, your, um, your level, I'm going to butcher the quote, but he essentially said that your level of, of love for the Lord is demonstrated f- by how you treat people in misery and in need. Okay. Not by how much theology you know, not sure. by the things you, you can say and the, the words that you can profess, but how you treat other people. That's a very good m- marker to see, okay, is this person really intimate with the Lord? Um, are they sure. spending, you know, not only just spending time with the Lord, but it, it, does their life model and reflect that level of intimacy? Well, just so for anyone who, who who doesn't go to our church or hasn't heard the sermon, I mean, the, the questions, you know, if you're trying to figure out how much a man loves his wife, you know, how much time do you spend with her? How are you are you honest with her? Or do you have secrets? 
Are you physically and emotionally faithful? Is there anything you won't sacrifice for her? How do you speak about her to others? How do I speak to her? Is there any other relationship aside from that the, the one you have with Christ that you treasure more? Uh, how much energy, energy, emotion, and effort do you invest in growing the relationship? And do you really listen to her and value her wisdom and insight? And so, like, because you can, you can turn those around on, like... And literally anything. I mean, anything where you have a lot of stock involved. Yeah. Um, I mean, it doesn't have to be... I mean, for like it doesn't I said, have to be a spouse. It doesn't have to be a spouse. Right. Um, it can be. Uh, it could be a girlfriend or boyfriend. It could be. Uh, it could be friends. It could be. Um, I mean, it could. It could. You can literally put that into. And obviously, it's. I would say it's. It's more uh, reflective on people who can hurt you more. Yeah. Um, people who are who got. They have more. Like obviously, strangers. Yes, that's a that's a good mile marker. Um, but even more so with. Well, with boyfriends and girlfriends, I mean, there's there's different levels there because there's not that commitment. Absolutely. But like, I mean, turn these around on, on your relationship with God. How much time do you spend with God? Are you totally honest with God or do you have secrets from him? Are you are you faithful to God? Is there anything you won't sacrifice for him? How do you speak about him to others? How do you speak to him? Is there any other relationship that you treasure more? How much energy, emotion, and effort do you invest in growing your relationship with God? Do you really yeah. listen to him and value his wisdom and insight? And then getting into the ones that my friends sent me, do you welcome encouragement and uh, for change from him? You know, do you plan and initiate special moments to get away with him? Yeah. You know, um, yeah. How how often do you prefer his his perspective over your own? You know, um, my friend Chad, he's a worship leader up in Monroe. He said, you know, when she sins against you, do you respond in a way that honors God? Or do you react according to your own feelings? That one, like, boom. Like, that's crazy. And you can't really apply that to God because he never sins against you. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. And yeah. so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's you know, and even going even further with what with what Mark said, you know, it's like if, if, you're, if your daughter was going to marry a guy who had the same level of intimacy with God that you do, would you be happy about that? Like, it's yeah. like, oh, because, you know, my oldest is 13, my youngest who actually i baptized yesterday is going to be 11 in a couple of weeks and it's like man am i am i thinking about who they're going to marry someday and and if they were like me would i you know if they had the same level of intimacy with god that i do would i would i be jazzed about that yeah and so and that and sometimes i can say yes and sometimes i can say no yeah absolutely and well the whole intimacy thing was was coming from jesus telling them to eat his flesh and drink his blood yeah because we talked about the whole like how how that plays out um, and and really the overarching theme there is is intimacy it's like letting your guard down and yeah. actually being you know being intimate with Christ and allowing him into every part of your life every chamber of your heart every every room of your brain yeah um and and allowing his his grace and his mercy to permeate all of those things and to sustain oh well absolutely you know? absolutely a lot of bread references a lot of bread yeah i talked about food a lot yesterday i talked about fogo yeah. to chow i talked about five guys talked yeah. about my mom making a feast on five for father's day that was yeah. just i mean just i did i was not worthy of that feast and yet i partook uh heartily <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. so well when, when we're as we're talking about in intimacy um a lot of the, the the things that i've been learning actually through the internship that we've been doing uh, for the past, what, nine, ten months? Something like that? Nine months? Um, has been the really stressing the importance and necessity of being plugged into a local church. 
Um, and throughout, I mean, that was in Letters to the Church. It was in Imperfect Pastor. It was in Spiritual Jesus. It, it was, was in Scary Close. Scary Close. Yeah. It was in, I mean, so many of the books. Did we do Love Does yet? No. Okay, I think no. that'll be our next one. But okay. yeah. Um, and even Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, like that's all been mm-hmm. uh, a, a theme. You need that the local church is a necessity in your life and intimacy thereof. Um, so, so let me ask you, Jeff, how does our connection with the local church affect intimacy with Christ? Well, it, it goes, it goes back to, I mean, and, and the local church looks different for everyone. There are local churches like ours that are relatively small, um, I'm literally less than a mile down the road. There's a branch of, of a church, uh, here in town that I think last time last time I heard I, I was friends with some of those guys that, that, that actually ended up leaving and planting but I think they're around like 14 or 15,000 across their all their campuses wow and so the local church is a, uh, well, let's define our terms here you know a local church is a is a gathering of, of, of believers under qualified leadership uh, to to honor God to edify the believer to reach out to the non-believer you know those types of things. That's what the church. That the, those are kind of the, the irreducible. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Man, my brain's not working today. Um, the kind kind of the earmarks of a, of a biblical church, like you see, you know what what the what, nine marks of a biblical church. Well, I'm not I'm not going I'm not going there, but <laughs> um, yeah, there's just there's certain things you have to have in order to call it a church. The whole like we're two or more gathered there. I am a bit you know I'm in your midst. So Saturday night when you're getting bombed at the bar. Well, there's three of us here, and we all say we love Jesus, so we're having church. No, that's not what it is. You know, the church administers the sacraments. The church, um, you know, has has a has a discipline um, function uh, in the in the in the life of the believer as well. You know, there's accountability there. And so, what 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 was your question? The what's the what's does, the role of the local church? Well, the, not not only the role, so to speak, but the how does the connection with the local church affect our intimacy with Christ? Yeah. So, so yes, the role. Um, well, because we need to define what it does, so we can define yeah. why why we need it, right? Absolutely. And so the local church um, is 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 a is a again an irreducible component of of into, the, the the believer having intimacy with Christ. Yeah. Uh, because um, I mean, honestly, for me, uh, I so I became a Christian in 1998 in the summer of 98. Yeah. And um, God right away plugged me in, not to leadership. I mean, it was about three years before I actually had any sort of a leadership role. Um, but he plugged me into uh, the worship team. That was what we called it back then. Uh, it was the band. And, and it was because it kept me accountable. Uh, I couldn't, like, go out and get bombed on Saturday night and then not show up at church on Sunday because I was playing drums or I was playing bass or I was singing one of the songs or something like that. So, like, I mean, functionally, I had to be there. And I liked these guys so much, I didn't want to let them down. And actually, a couple of them were, you know, graduate music major people at BGSU or, or whatever. And so I was actually learning, even just just practically learning from them, because um, I'd played a band since I was sixth grade. But yeah, but um, these guys were actually I was learning how to play together. And so there was also it was also kind of stoking this this creative, um, uh, creative thing that I had going on. And so. Um, but I needed them to hold me accountable, first of all. Um, second of all, I needed them um, to help me grow um, because, like, the more intimate, the more we know about someone, the more intimate we become. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the reason that, that you know, there's, there's a, a, you know, 
relationships get better as they go on longer, you know, as long as they're being healthy. And so, um, that, and then, and then just, just to, to have people to walk with me when I was struggling or when I, you know, whether it was like me struggling in habitual sin or whether it was me just struggling because, because I was having just a hard time or something bad happened. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the first Corinthians, you know, chapter, chapters, uh, 12 through 14, talking about the body having different members that have different functions that all work together. Um, and that, that all, I mean, the, the more known we are, uh, the, the better it is because, because now we can address real things, you know? And so, I mean, I had a guy named Matt Hildebrand who was my very first, uh, accountability guy. And I was still, you know, there were areas of my life, there still are, but there were areas of my life that really needed to come under the authority of Jesus and, and be, be, uh, be made obedient to him. And Matt asked me hard questions every single week. Ryan Irvin, another guy, we used to take our, we'd take our laundry to Doug's wash and dry on main street there in Bowling Green. And, and we would, uh, it was, it was really sad too, because sometimes we'd pull our, our stuff out of the dryer and they would be like used things in there that we didn't know were in there. And then, Oh, now we got to wash more. And maybe that was the Lord, you know, cause you had, you got to rewash your clothes after you find like gross stuff in there. And so, um, so even then, I mean, that was, that was a function of the church that I was a part of where it wasn't just show up, be anonymous, you know, kind of, kind of hide among the, among the masses and then, you know, sneak out as the last song is going so that you yeah. don't have to actually be known by anyone. Mm-hmm. But I mean, God knows what he's doing. You know, he knows that we love to kind of have autonomy and autonomy is like an enemy of, of, of sanctification. Yeah. So that's why that's that's the 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 way the local church is essential um, in our intimacy with Christ because like I said we're not two different people we're the same with people as we are with God and so in learning how to unveil myself to my brothers I mean my my intimacy with God grew as well yeah does that make sense absolutely we we definitely need the local church and the local church needs us it's as true. well because there's always someone that's not as far down the river as you. Without a paddle? Is that what you're saying? That, uh... No. Well, no, I mean, that's that's why I love those church signs that say C-H space C-H. What's missing? You are. Yeah, C-H, you are, C-H is what spells church. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I can I can whiteboard it for you if you need me Would to. Would you like to, di- could you diagram it out for me? Get some, some visual aids. Yeah. Put like some like arrows. Uh, but no, that's a... It's a, it's a necessity. It's such a necessity. Um, and uh, we hope that uh, this podcast is a blessing to you. Hope that it encourages you to, if you are not in a local church, uh, that you would either find a local church um, or even, hey, come check us out, right? Well, let's talk about that for a second because I already, I, I'm, I'm, a, uh, I'm an eight on the Enneagram and I'm always thinking of challenging, you know, things that challenge. I actually had like a two-hour conversation today with, uh, with uh, did you have Janelle on the podcast? Yes. Yeah. So she and I meet uh, once a week just to talk through kind of getting prepped up for full time ministry. Yeah. She's going to another country. I've spent some time doing international ministry stuff, and uh, we we just talked about you know, um, just uh, the the challenge of church and the things like that, and and um, and the challenge of ministry overall. I mean, it's, yeah. it's it's you don't do it for the money. That's for, well, unless you're careful of dollar. But um, yeah, and so we were we we're sorry if that was offsides, but it's true. <laughs> so um, or the what was it Ken Copeland that you showed me the video? Oh the yeah, day? he gives me the creeps. Man. Oh boy, I'm telling you wow. what, though, man. If he wants to lend me his plane, I'll I'll I'll, I'll use it for for the, the the glory of the Lord. But um, 
Yeah, you're, you're never going to find a perfect church. You know, a lot of people, that's their objection. In yeah. our membership class here, we've been doing the membership classes here since, I think, 2010, 2009, something like that. And, like, one of the things we talk about is common objections to joining the church. Yeah. Because people say, like, oh, church church membership's not biblical. And it's like, that's be- you don't see the word membership in the Bible because there was never the assumption that someone was a Christian without being a member of a church. Yeah. And so you're never going to find a perfect church. You're not going to find a perfect pastor, that's for sure. I mean, I can say that. Just, yeah. Justin knows that as, as well as anyone because I'm, bl- you know, just bluntly uh, honest with him about everything. And, and I read some books too, so I know a little bit. Stuff. Yeah, that's right. Is that a <laughs> bee or is that a fly? It's a fly. a fly. Stand okay. down. We're, We're fine. good. Yeah, I don't need to. I don't need to pull my uh, pull my concealed weapon here. Um, so yeah, the uh, the church is not going to be perfect. So stop trying to find it. The pastor's not going to be perfect. He's going to do things that you don't like, and he's going to say things in ways that you don't prefer. And the music's not going to be perfect because everyone's got their different. You have an you have an intern that doesn't fully make the the slides fit to scale. Um, oh, is that what happened yesterday? Yeah, oh, I don't I'm know. Sorry. There was some. There was one slide See, that was like, just kind of goofy. I totally didn't even double check on it because I was just like, you know what? I'm going to trust it. Yeah. And normally I'm a control freak, and I'm just like, oh, the font's a little different or something. But I didn't even look. The at font it, was so. a little different. Well, that's all right. But, but, sorry, guys. So so okay. So getting back to it, when you when you're looking for a church. Find one that teaches the Bible, like not, not my preference is to go through each book, you yeah. know, I mean, that's not the only way to do it, but at least one where they're not, you know, trying to use the Bible to back up their, their own opinion. Rather, they're, they're, they're seeing what the Bible has to say and applying it uh, to our lives. I think that that's really important because I don't, I, I, no matter what the church is, if it's man-centered versus God-centered, or if it's, if it's agenda-centered versus just biblically rich, um, that, that there's a lot of room there for, for, well, there's a lot of room for error there. And Absolutely. So, um, and again, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be judgmental or anything like that, but just, you know, uh, Francis Chan, you mentioned letters to the church. I mean, he said, you know, a lot of times we try to figure out what God's going to, what, what God will, will uh, allow versus what yeah. he asks for. Mm-hmm. And so look in the Bible, you know, look at the Bible of what it says the churches should be, um, and and let that be your guide instead of your own preferences, opinions, or comfort. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's one. I want to just kind of lay that out there uh, as we're you know rightfully so um, encouraging people who aren't involved and committed to and serving and giving to a local church to do that. Like make sure make sure you're you're using the right criteria. Yeah. Instead of just like, well, the seats at that church is way more comfortable because like our chairs yeah. are from Costco. You know, we, we sit on them a couple hours a week. They're going to get worn down. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, yeah. if you've got a grandma who loves to knit, make some doilies for it. I don't know. but Some doilies. Bring one of those, like, stadium chairs with you, you know. There you but, go. I yeah. mean, some, uh, yeah. Yeah, I could see that happening. Hey, you never know. I mean, I never get to sit down, so I don't really know what the chairs feel like. But <laughs> I've been told sometimes they can be a little hard on the uh, on, on the posterior, so. Well, it's for like an hour or so, so. <clears throat> well, no, and I and I, I I couldn't agree more with you. Like, church is messy. People are messy. We've com- we've talked about this multiple times in the podcast. Mm-hmm. But anytime you're in a community with a bunch of sinners, there's going to be disagreements at some point. There's going to be someone who meant to say a joke and it's going to get taken the wrong way i've never um, done that <laughs> it's gonna like you're make you're making a joke about someone's shoes and they're like actually offended um there's going to there's going to be something somewhere down somewhere down the line 
where there's disagreement, there's um, dysfunction. There's dysfunction. It's like a family. Well, Look I was at your say, family. You don't go into marriage expecting it to be easy. <clears throat> yeah. Why would you go into church expecting it to be easy? This is. This is. I mean, the church is uh, the marriage is the picture of the church in Christ. Well, it goes back to to man centered thinking and man centered church because we want this. Uh, <clears throat> there are churches who who just. I'm not saying to not have anything that's any at any point like easing like it's not wrong to have nice comfy chairs it's nope. not it's not wrong to have um coffee in a service like it's not wrong to have even some churches even have coffee bars like Ooh. it's not I don't know if we can do that but um it's not wrong to have I mean I was thing. a barista for a few years a barista or barista well it's actually I think it's just barista I don't know that it's I don't know it's gender specific I think at, least, it is. at least in the way that we apply it here in America I worked for Starbucks for a while I can pull some shots baby yeah can you oh my good I, I can do ristretto I can do long shots I can do I don't know what any of these I know you mean. don't but that's okay because the three people who may know what that is they're, they're impressed can you do right a now. jump shot a jump shot I don't know what that is it's a joke it's oh. <laughs> Okay, but no, it's like in basketball. No, in espresso. No, N- no, I'm. No. You want to jump with hot liquids? Oh my gosh, that sounds like fun. No, it sounds dangerous. Yeah. Anyways, going back to it, I mean, really, if if we come into a congregation expecting to to be served, that's where I think the the hard issue lies. Um, if we are a believer and we we've been going to a, a local church and we just expect to be served um, the entire time, yeah. and not sacrifice any of, I mean, it's just like a marriage. It's just like a uh, any relationship. Well, it's just have, like Jesus. I mean, it's just like Jesus. What did Jesus do? Jesus washed his disciples' feet. Absolutely, we're called to be more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I'll be I'll be honest. If someone came up on Sunday and tried to start washing my feet, it, it would probably weird you out a little bit. No, it wouldn't weird me out. It would just it would probably make me cry because like that's such a humble and beautiful thing, and and, and like it's just it's just a beautiful picture of you know what 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 Christ calls us to do to each other is is to serve each other to to lay down our lives for each other. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of room for 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 entitlement and expectation there. Absolutely. But that's not to say that we, we, we don't want to have, you know, uh, good discernment when it comes to choosing the church that we're going to be a part of. You know, we, we, there are those non-negotiables, you know, like are there, is it, is it led by qualified leadership? You know, do they preach the Bible? Do they, do they care about the things that God cares about? And do they not put those things above um, their, or do they not put their own opinions above those things? It's not bad to have, you know, things the way that are, that make sense yeah, or, or that even welcome people in. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. But if those things take precedence over what God actually calls us to, then now we're not actually having a biblical church. We're having, you know, a, a social, a social gathering Absolutely. where, oh man, the music better be entertaining and the preacher better be short and, and stimulating, you know. Cause like, I got football. Yeah. At the... Because my kids you know. have soccer, and uh, let's be honest, we're going to do church when, as long as there's nothing better going on. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. Oh, man, my wife just texted me. The dishwasher, it's the dishwasher. The plug worked fine, so it wasn't the breaker. Oh, no. I'm not. What's well, under warranty, right? It, it better be. We'll call tomorrow morning about the wash. See, that's... I'm just going to put it out there. My wife is, 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 a, is a rock star. Cause like she had to undo some, like she had to unscrew some things, some brackets and things like that to even pull it out, and like, that's just really cool. Like I'm, I'm, I, I'm very proud of her. 
that's just a personal note. That one's for free. That one, well, that's how do you talk to others about about God or about yeah. your spouse? Well, I'm saying my wife rocks, and I'm bringing her home ice cream tonight. So, yeah, good deal. Good Justin, deal. Thank you for this podcast. Jeff, thank you for this podcast. Let's thank the Lord for this podcast and the Sure SM7B that I'm using because it sounds so crisp. Absolutely. Okay, we need to cut this off because I'm starting to go on a rabbit trail. Yes, you are. Thank you for listening. Uh, Check out a local church. Please, if you don't have a local church, check out ours if you feel so inclined. Uh, We'd love to have you. Please uh, like and subscribe this on iTunes. Uh, Like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Mm -hmm. Words are hard today. Mm -hmm. And uh, like us, share our stuff on Facebook, Instagram. Friend us up. I mean, we're... Friend us. Email us questions. I think you're allowed to have, what, like 5,000 friends? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not even close. Not even. I want to be your friend. Justin wants to be your friend. Uh, Send yes. us an email, podcast at Um, That's it. That's it. Good night. Kill it. Good luck. You've been listening to the Glass City Church Podcast. For more content or more information about Glass City Church, visit our website at www.glasscitychurch.org.